we did sort of an overview of our current suite of benchmarks, which runs to five individual benchmarks. So starting at the top, you've got digital workplace maturity that provides a holistic overview of the whole uh, enterprise. We then drop down into sort of more discipline-focused areas where we look at the management of intranets as a separate benchmark and then move into digital workplace management as another separate discipline. And then from there, we then drop into product-focused benchmarks, which have become very popular certainly over the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, Digital communication channels is probably our most popular benchmark that we've delivered over the last 12 months. And then that's complemented with the final benchmark called digital collaboration. And we did a bit of a, a straw poll in the room and asked which of those benchmarks that they want to do a deep dive into. And I think the, the room chose digital communication channels to help fix some of those comms issues that we, we highlighted earlier in the session. And bringing everybody together really to have a clear understanding of what the vision and strategy for the digital headquarters or the digital workplace should be. So uh, trying to pull everybody together so they've got a common goal and a common direction of travel. And then the last thing really uh, I think that people wish for is to have some sort of wow factor in a digital workplace to help people love the organisations they work for and I think that will help with any retention um, issues and you know that sort of job churn elements that we've been I was speaking about earlier you know trying to make it make their employee experience and just the way that people can work in the digital workplace the best it can be so that people sort of love that element of it and hopefully um, it, it helps with the retention of these employees. What a special treat to reconnect with my fellow DWG colleagues, Ed Taylor and Nicole Carter, for a catch-up today. In case you haven't met Ed, he's DWG's Chief Growth Officer, and Nicole is co-head of DWG's Technology Provider Program and one of our consultants. Together, we explored the magic of DWG's member meeting and technology lab held this summer in the heart of London at a DWG member's offices in the Blackfriars district. Our conversation is much like a highlights reel that explored everything from the rich insights, the special connections, the trending topics, to the shared ambitions for the future of digital workplaces across a spectrum of 20 plus organizations from FTSE 100 and equivalent organizations. This is your host, Nancy Goebel, DWG's Chief Executive. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by Digital Workplace Group. Happy listening. Ed and Nicole, I'm just thrilled to have you drop into the studio for a chat today about the summer DWG member meeting that took place in London. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Nancy. Very nice to be here today. Hi there, Nancy. And uh, of course, member meetings are such a unique part of the DWG experience for our members. But sometimes it's hard to figure out what happens behind the scenes around an event like that, uh, because these are closed door sessions. So Ed, for someone who hasn't had a chance to experience a DWG member meeting and technology lab yet, what do you think makes them so special and why? I think we've not got a, a, a massive audience. I think we've got a, a, what I'd say a right-sized audience in terms of allowing people to sort of network and meet people. So for the event that we've just had uh, over the summer in, in, uh, in June, 
we had 20 organizations and about 50 people and i think that really sort of gives people an opportunity to sort of meet everyone in attendance over the two-day program they can really sort of share insights from what they're finding about their organization and i think in terms of our program i think we really emphasize placing practitioners at the heart of what we do and we really allow those practitioners to get into the detail talk to their peers from a myriad of different industries, you know, financial services, advertising, charity, manufacturing, law, construction, uh, oil and gas, you know, the list goes on, hospitality, uh, broadcasting, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's a, a very sort of uh, innovative environment. And I, 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 I'm being biased, but I, I would definitely say it's a very unique experience in that I view sort of the role that DWG provides is largely sort of a custodian of bringing those people together and sort of being the sort of uh, oil that gets those conversations flowing. And Nicole, what would you add to that in terms of the uniqueness of these member meeting experiences? No, I think I build on what Ed said and, and talk about the sort of the, the authenticity really and that sort of community of practice. I mean, that sort of smallish group were brought together for the two days. And it's not like a conference where everybody just has those sort of small touch points with people. You really are immersed in. And I think that by the end of it, everybody does feel a lot of connection to the other people in the room. And because everybody's at different stages of their digital workplace journey, you know, wherever they are and what other um, roles and responsibilities they have in their actual workplaces, they both have, they, everybody has something to learn and something to share. So I think that just that sort of contribution and people feel sort of um, that they've actually got some real benefit from the time that they've spent together and some lasting connections as well. So to sum that up, it's really about establishing deep connections in a short period of time, robust conversation about the heart of the issues that these organizations are working through as part of their digital transformation journeys. Um, and, and also, I think it sets the scene for longer-term connections. I know, Ed, when we talked about the uh, member meeting in the spring, one of the immediate outgrowths from that session was that two of the organizations, one financial services, one consumer goods organization, actually ended up arranging a five-part series where they got together to explore more deeply um, the programs that each uh, could learn from each other. And that allowed for influencing their respective roadmaps leading up to 23 and 2024. So the connections extend well beyond the two-day event uh, based on, on how we help individuals build those relationships in a short period of time. Yeah, I think if I could add to that, I think uh, what's really interesting is the value that they get from those sort of interactions that you're able to sort of validate some of your own thinking uh, that obviously would be formed with inside the confines of your own organisation and sort of talk to other individuals who may have dealt with similar challenges and overcome them. And I think what's quite nice about bringing those people together is it can have sort of an accelerative effect on on people's own sort of decision making so i think there's a huge amount of value in attending those member meetings and then building on the relationships that you're able to derive from uh, from attending it mm. and nicole what can you tell us about the typical attendees who join a member meeting um, we talked a little bit about the industries represented with ed's help 
Yeah, I think it's it's very much about practitioners, you know, people of who have and are walking the walk, and and there's certainly a range of professions. It used to be uh, more comms based. I think it was more sort of focused on corp comms or internal comms, intranet managers. And those um, those roles really are still very much um, to the fore, but we certainly see more, um, you know, as the industry changes, we see other professions and roles coming through. So digital um, employee experience people, um, IT managers, people that are looking at that sort of full, full gamut of how the employee experience um, is rolled out across the organisation. And because I think DWG has always advocated having that sort of connection between comms, IT and HR, um, we saw, we see more certainly more IT people and more HR people coming through. And I know when we did that sort of show of hands, there was a, a full range uh, of people um, across those professions in the room, which was really nice to see because they can certainly um all have something to share and and show how different elements um can be viewed from the different perspectives of those professions and i would add that um, we also have knowledge management led digital workplace teams in the mix as well as individuals from business transformation and sometimes even future of work organizations as well. And I think that cross-functional perspective is really important because the digital workplace landscape in and of itself really spans um, all the major uh, functional groups inside of organizations. And so when we come together, we're not just looking at one slice, which is technology or communications or HR, as you say it, or even knowledge management, but how that all needs to come together very much like uh, each individual organization. And so I really think of DWG member meetings as a barometer for what's going on in our industry. And so Ed, I know that you're someone who um, goes through some pretty deep thinking as as part of that two-day adventure with our members. And what stood out for you in terms of the most pressing challenges that our members and guests shared during the course of the summer member meeting? Sure. I think, you know, I've had the opportunity to sort of look through all of the various data that was gathered as, as a result of that. And uh, I think the key sort of theme that sort of came from me is there's a clamour from the organisations at large in various ways of how do we get the best from the technology? Uh, I think we've all sort of uh, gone through a huge amount of change. I know I'm going to nick a, a point that Nicole made in our, in, our, in our conversations earlier about this podcast that you know, no one mentioned COVID. And I think we've now sort of fundamentally moved into the new world that hybrid is the new norm. There are various sort of flavours of what hybrid, consti- hybrid constitutes within inside the organisations that we're working with. Uh, but I think what, what, what we're now seeing is that the technology has been put in place as a result of COVID. And it's now sort of pivoting more towards how do we get the best from that technology and how do we deal with the change that that's brings? So I'm sort of seeing quite a lot of challenges that, that for me sort of fold up into a whole sort of change management set of challenges so just to pull out some examples you know one of the uk's largest broadcasters talking about how do they effectively support uh, frontline workers and make the employee experience more accessible i think a number of organizations looked into various elements of governance so obviously with the proliferation of more technology that creates higher volumes of communication channels so who owns all of those different channels and how do they effectively manage the the volume of content that's been delivered through those different channels. 
another area around governance was an understanding and making sure that there's clear ownership of different elements of the digital workplace as we start to introduce more complexity there needs to be sort of a higher power with inside these organizations to make sure that we've got a uh, really effective guidance and understanding around the ownership and then i think the sort of final few points that i observed was adoption there's a lot of work that can be done with inside these organizations to help end users really get up to speed and i think the sort of final point that i'd like to make or there's actually two i tell a lie uh, one is sort of having sort of an overarching strategy and roadmap around the whole digital workplace and really start to focus in on how do we bring the various stakeholders from HR, IT, internal comms together so that we can really drive the value and effectively help organisations change and get the benefits from these technologies. And that then leads into the final point is, have we got enough resources to really make those changes uh, as quickly as we need to be able to do to get the benefit? That's quite a lot. But Nicole, I'm sure that um, (laughs) either you've got to add to that list or there were some (laughs) things that surprised you about these challenges. Where would you like to go next? Yeah, I think there was something about uh, organizations finding it hard to find the talent that they need. So I think that's certainly something that organizations need to think of. How can they make sure that that their organization is is attracting that talent? And what what can they do from an HR and well-being and all those sort of things, situations, and make sure that they get the best people because there does seem to be a a shortage listening to the, the people we had in the room there. And, uh, and and also just to um, reiterate on what Ed said about having a strategy, you know, there's lots of everybody's still coming out of the, the pandemic period and hybrid is sort of settling in and there's lots of um, piecemeal um, solutions that have been put in place and those are, um, are ticking along sort of quite nicely. But now thinking of what's the strategy around and how can they optimise it and make it um you know, better and more robust, really, for the next five or ten years, really, and making sure that I think we saw some people struggling with the fact that they were maybe practitioners and they had they could see what was needed there, but then trying to highlight that and um, strengthen their case, really, to their senior managers. And that's one of the, that's one thing that I would say about the meetings. Well, there was a real mix of. Um, practitioners at that doing level and people that are are more strategic thinkers in the room as well and so for them to be able to see things from each other's perspective was quite nice as well and hopefully those senior leaders will be able to take some of that some of those sort of challenges that the middle management are grappling with into their own organizations as well it's just having that cohesive or cohesive push really for the whole organization in, in what they're doing with their digital workplace and getting that strategy in the business case. Yeah. And, Ed, you know, one of the things I was listening for between what you've shared and what Nicole shared is, is how much attention was there around the generative AI arena and chat GPT? So I, I, it's interesting. I, it, not as much as what, I, as what we heard when we were in Atlanta earlier in the year. I felt this one, we were a bit more restrained on the AI front. And I don't, I, I seem to recall having a bit of a, we did a quick straw poll as to which organizations were actively sort of looking into this. And I think it was sort of a bit of a mixed bag. I think there are a few organizations out there that sort of uh, are quite risk averse and are, are not quite ready to sort of embrace AI and bring it fully into their organization. But I think there are some out there that sort of clearly see the benefits and are starting with those early stages. But I suspect in the member meetings later on this year, I I fully envisage the sort of AI dial to get cranked up to 11 
uh, and, and we'll sort of see where people are going. But I think it's one of those interesting sort of trends that we're seeing play out over a longer period of time. And I think getting the insights from member meetings can be very valuable to, to those who have attended because they get to get a sense check as to how big a trend is this? Is it something that we need to act upon straight away? Can we take our time? So just getting a feel for what others are doing can be hugely beneficial to those practitioners assembled in the room. You know, I think it's much like any other generations of technology that we've seen where, of course, you see the hype cycle kick in and then reality and the need to think about what are the use cases? How do you bring new tools and resources into an organization um, in a way that's ethical, uh, that um, safeguards intellectual property and a whole host of other things? It's not just a matter of plug in AI, ready, set, go. There's a lot to think about. And certainly, you know, when we were gathering in Atlanta, Ed, you know, it was just off the news headlines cycle around the developers at Samsung who had put some pretty sensitive code out into the public domain. So I think lots of organizations paused right after that. And we were feeling a little bit of that when we gathered in in London because organizations did want to take the time and care to plan and think through how this really should come together as a leapfrog moment for organizations over the medium and long term. One of the things I think is an important part of the member meeting experience is that, of course, we have DWG experts in the room, whether it's you and Nicole, Ed, or others around the team. And so, of course, we talked about the challenges and for every challenge, you know, there are ways of approaching them to break them down and to think about what's needed next. So um, can you share with us how DWG helped members tackle some of their pressing issues during the two days? Absolutely. I think, you know, having just talked through some of the challenges that we observed, I think we're we're sort of very well placed to help organizations make sense of that and understand where their sort of strengths and weaknesses are. And that's where we sort of went into a bit of a deep dive on our benchmarking services, because I think it's important that organizations are able to get a solid baseline as to their performance in, in different areas of their digital workplace so that they can make effective change going forward. So to that point, we did sort of an overview of our current suite of benchmarks, which runs to five individual benchmarks. So starting at the top, you've got digital workplace maturity that provides a holistic overview of the whole uh, enterprise. We then drop down to sort of more discipline-focused areas where we look at the management of intranets as a separate benchmark and then move into digital workplace management as another separate discipline. And then from there, we then drop into product-focused benchmarks, which have become very popular certainly over the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, Digital communication channels is probably our most popular benchmark that we've delivered over the last 12 months. And then that's complemented with the final benchmark called digital collaboration. And we did a bit of a, a straw poll in the room and asked which of those benchmarks that they want to do a deep dive into. And I think the, the room chose digital communication channels to help fix some of those comms issues that we, we'd highlighted earlier in the session. And with that benchmark, what we're doing is looking at eight distinct different dimensions. So getting into topics around channel targeting, push-pull channels, real-time multimedia channels, brand culture and values, involvement, advocacy, uh, strategy and coordination, central and local balance. 
you wouldn't have thought I was reading off a list there. But in terms of sort of our overarching benchmark, you know, that could be turned around in eight to 10 weeks. It, it involves two of our consultants doing a very thorough investigation as the, around the organisation and the sort of elements that are in scope. And what they're seeking to do is demonstrate competency and find evidence of, of competency in certain areas relative to the dimensions that I've just described for the digital communication channels benchmark. And that and that's quite a powerful deliverable that can be used inside the organisation to affect change. I'll climb down from my benchmarking soapbox and talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff that Paul covered. So Paul Mill is our, our founder and now chief creative officer at DWG who gave a very quick overview of his, his sort of work in rewilding work in 10 easy steps. And this is where Paul went into uh, a lot of detail on some of the sort of top challenges that he sees that we need to wrestle with for the future as we, we seek to sort of create significant improvements in the way we go about working with inside organisations. So just picking out some of the top points, you know, Paul's highlighting the, the transition to servant leadership where CEOs play a you know, much more hands-on role in, uh, in, in navigating uh, large-scale organisations, uh, the ethical use, of, ethical use of artificial intelligence uh, and making sure that the sort of appropriate frameworks uh, are put in place to manage AI, uh, looking at establishing digital headquarters for organisations, finding or, or establishing this concept of being hyper digital and hyper physical. So making sure that we're, we're you know, consciously working in a digital environment and then making sure that we're spending physical time with our colleagues to get the value out of that and finding that that balance effectively. And then I think Paul then summed it up in a really interesting way that he wants to sort of see digital workplaces really shift into this kind of living adaptive system. And I want everyone to sort of picture the idea of a starling murmuration sort of moving around to the various challenges that, it, that it's facing. If you, if you sort of take the analogy of putting it into a digital workplace. So really interesting work from Paul. Uh, and there's lots of opportunities to find out more about rewilding on our website if that's of interest to people. And Nicole, I know that we we also allocated some time for a technology lab, which in and of itself is a unique set of resources that we share with our members by way of bringing technology providers into our space on the second afternoon of the two-day event. Tell us a little bit about how that played into the conversations with our members as well. Yeah, so the Technology Lab, uh, uh, that's come out from our technology provider program, which was established in 2020, so a very strange year for everybody. But really it came out from the need that our members were expressing to have more of an insight into technologies that are coming out. So, um, so DWG had always been technology agnostic, trying to sort of be a neutral player in that and just looking at how change management or how the tools are used and the employee experience um, of those tools rather than the actual tools themselves. But there was certainly a need being expressed for our members. So we established that program at that time. And because of the nature of the last few years, really, we've had we've iterated that over, over the time. And now we've been able to get back in the room with members the technology labs have come into play so we had our first one last year and we've had uh, we've got a few this year but the one in london we have uh, four technology providers come and they give people it's a bit like a, a quick a quick overview of the technology it's very small sessions so there's between eight ten sometimes twelve people in the session and the providers come in and give a demonstration ask questions 
of the audience and the audience have the opportunity to ask questions of the provider about the technology. So even if a practitioner hasn't, isn't really at that stage to actually purchase or look at those um, technologies at that point, it gives our, our members a good insight into what's out there really. in that sort of safe space. There, there's no there's no sort of marketing talk behind that at all. It's really a safe space to have a look at the technologies and get that good overview of how technologies are changing and how things can maybe be integrated into their digital workplaces in the future. And we had a good range of technologies there as well. So we try to, we're, we're trying to do that in all our in-person events just to give people that safe space to get a deep dive into these new and emerging and exciting technologies. Yeah. And Ed, who were among the main providers in the mix and, and how were they sourced? So we had uh, organisations including Unily, Halo, Avpoint with their product from Tigraph, which is a measurement tool, WorkJam and Igloo. And ultimately they're sourced from what we hear on the ground from our, our member advisors and our consultants. So what we want to do is give like-minded uh, tech providers an opportunity to get up close and personal with with the people that are going to influence the procurement of those services. And it's worked really, really well. And I think they get a lot of value from it. And I think some of the nice things that, that I've certainly observed with those sessions is that people who are practitioners in digital workplace, you know, they might not necessarily be buying technology at this particular point in time, but they, they I, I personally think they kind of have a duty of care to be aware as to where technology in general is headed and what interesting features are coming down. So it's always good to be able to check in with, with, with providers and really understand where the roadmaps are heading. But it, as I say, it's, we're, we're always on the lookout for, uh, for technology providers that have a good track record with, uh, you know, ideally DWG members and organisations that sort of fit the sort of large scale businesses that, that we tend to sort of operate with. And I think the technolo- technology providers, when they're fed back to me, they, they really see the benefit of actually speaking to the practitioners in the room and finding out what their pain points are and what things they're grappling with. So they certainly see it as a learning point from their from their um, viewpoint as well, yeah, seeing, seeing how things are changing for the practitioners on the ground. We did have some good sort of t- key takeaways really from the lab so that I know that something that seems to be coming to the fore is that how the front line can really have great sort of mobile use, useful services to make their work and lives easier because we've seen through DWG that we've tried to do some work over this in, in recent years, but now that really seems to be coming to the fore that organizations are realizing that they can tackle this perennial problem of how to connect with their mobile workforce who may not have the traditional log-on security arrangements that maybe their corporate employees have so that's been really interesting to see that come out and there's lots of really good providers trying to tackle that issue now and one of the things that comes out with the people that we do feature in the tech lab is that they do have to have some link with our members so it's usually a member that's using them that's sort of some of the criteria. So then we've got those case studies to fall back on as well. So if a, if a member's particularly interested in one of these technologies, we've usually got some live examples who are our member network as well that we can share, as well as the uh, information that comes from the provider itself. One of the other takeaways that's coming through is the power of real-time data and analytics and how people are using that evidence to improve employments, uh, employment improvements um, in their digital workplace. So very much leading from an evidence base in business strategy and business cases. One of the 
foundations really is that Microsoft is and will always remain the default enterprise platform. So we're seeing that uh, the technologies that we're connecting with tend to have really trying to look at capitalizing on the integration with Microsoft platform. So that makes it easier for people to be able to bring those elements in, which will then add on to the Microsoft stack and make the improvements they're looking for whilst having Microsoft as their foundation, because sometimes obviously they, they need to do that because that's their, their organization's main uh, platform. And then I think the last one we've already spoken about a bit before is generative AI. All their technology providers are looking at that as well and how they can bring that to the fore and work from where, looking at how the industry is going and how they can integrate that into their into their platform whilst you know, and getting the benefits from that as well. And they're sort of finding their own way with that too. And Ed, anything to add to the takeaways from the technology lab itself? Uh, no, I, for me, it's, it's, I just think it's such a, an amazing sort of platform to sort of bring those groups together. And I look forward to the sessions that we've got coming up later in the year and involving uh, a broad section of, of different technology providers. I think what's what's interesting for me is that, you know, on a lot of people might just think within inside the tech labs that we're looking at, out-of-the-box SharePoint solutions. And I think what I really like is that there's so many different flavors of technology that that we're starting to see get involved in the tech labs. And I think that just brings more awareness to the practitioners that are attending those sessions. So very much looking forward to seeing how the tech lab develops over over the next few member meetings that we've got coming up this year. Excellent. And so, Nicole, I think it would be a nice way to cap off the review of the summer member meeting with... Uh, final share, one of the things DWG does is trigger reflective moments on the part of the members because over two days, they're taking in quite a lot of information. And I know there was some conversation about their next stage ambitions, their wishes for the digital workplace. Can you share some of those highlights with us? Yeah, certainly. I think that some of them were quite surprising as well. The main surprising one for me was that people wanted to have more robust data and insights to be able to show their impact and make better informed decisions. So it wasn't too much about, you know, that sort of lower level, just getting the job done. It was how they can then take some um, data and be, be more strategic around that. So so that was that was really great to see. And I know that sometimes that's hard to put into place because we did see that practitioners are so have a really busy time of it really looking at the day-to-day work that you're trying to lift their head from that and be more strategic is sometimes a challenge so that was really good to see I think having an, an integrated and intelligent digital workplace experience so trying to make sure that employees do get the, the best out of their of the services that they're offering is coming is is the foundation to all of this and we've seen that for a long time but just really that drive to make sure that happens and, and for practitioners to use everything in their power, whether it's data, whether it's new technologies, to be able to bring that to fruition for employees was coming through as well. And certainly a, a big wish for people. It's like their reason, reason for being really. That was sort of underpinned by maybe creating a seamless partnership across stakeholders. So I spoke about that before, but HR, IT, comms really coming together. And we are seeing that happen more and more, which is really lovely to see because we've been advocates of that um, stakeholder relationship for a long time. And bringing everybody together really to have a clear understanding of what the vision and strategy for the digital headquarters or the digital workplace should be. So uh, trying to pull everybody together so they've got a common goal and a common direction of travel. And then the last thing really, uh, I think that people wish for is to have some sort of wow factor 
in a digital workplace to help people love the organisations they work for. And I think that will help with any retention um, issues and, you know, that sort of job churn elements that we've been, I was speaking about earlier, you know, trying to make it, make their employee experience and just the way that people can work in the digital workplace the best it can be so that people love that element of it and hopefully um, it, it helps with the retention of these employees. That's such a great recap, Nicole. And and one of the things you talked about, of course, was the idea of um, colleagues coming together cross-functionally. I do know that DWG has two more opportunities for members to come together along with uh, invited guests as we move into the fall. So, Ed, can you recap for us what these opportunities look like? Absolutely. So in September on the 20th and 21st, we're going to be heading out to Intuit, who are based in Mountain View, California, and we'll be hosted by Priya Malapali, uh, who we've known for a long, long time. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to spending two days with her team and finding out all the amazing stuff that Priya has been doing with Intuit. And then later in the year, we're going to be putting on our winter jackets and heading out to Malmo, Sweden, to go spend some time with Patrick Birdman at Malmö Stad, or City of Malmö. And that's going to be happening on the 15th and 16th of November. So if any listener is interested in, in sort of applying to join those events, uh, you're very welcome to head to digitalworkplacegroup.com forward slash events, and you can register there, and hopefully we'll see you at those locations. And uh, for our DWG members, we have all the details around both of these events on the extranet as well. The roster of members is building up quite beautifully for both of these sessions. So we'll have a wide mix of organizations represented, much like the, the list of industries and roles that both you, Ed, and Nicole described at the top of this conversation well, believe it or not, we're in our final moments together. These uh, sessions just fly by. So I'll just open it up for a final reflection, a final thought. What have we missed in the essence of trying to capture the experience of our summer member meeting and our early look at the fall series? Anything for you, Nicole? Yeah, yeah, I, I think the only thing I've probably not brought out in this conversation so far is that sort of change management element and how organisations seem to be really behind that now, which was something that we was missing in the past. You know, it was like a deploy, deploy um, new technology and hope for the best. But we are seeing many more elements of uh, behaviour change and change management and some resources put in behind that and people thinking about how these technologies are going to go down in the organisation and how they can get the best out of them from from the people point of view rather than just the technology point of view. And I think that's really encouraging and great to see. Excellent. Ed, anything for you? Yeah, I would just round off with saying that, you know, first and foremost, the member meetings are designed to be is a confidential forum. So it's very much about placing people in a safe environment where they can share as much or as little as they want. And I think in the main, the vast majority of organisations that, that come along to these sessions have a huge willingness to share, you know, their successes, their failures uh, that they've had with their digital workplaces. And I think it's uh, it's such a fantastic environment that, that you really do need to see it firsthand. Uh, so go back to my earlier point, reach out to us and, uh, and take us up on our offer to uh, come along as a guest at the next one. Excellent. 
Well, Ed and Nicole, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to have a little chat with me about some of our takeaways from our summer member meeting and a look ahead to the fall. It's always great to catch up with you both. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Nancy. Thanks, Ed. Digital Workplace Impact is brought to you by the Digital Workplace Group. DWG is a strategic partner covering all aspects of the evolving digital workplace industry, not only through membership, but also benchmarking and boutique consulting services. For more information, visit digitalworkplacegroup.com.